were watching Console Conversations. Hello, everybody. It's me, Walter the Germany Ball, here with Hayden. Hi. And we are going to be talking about something we've been wanting to talk about for a very long time. The PlayStation 5 event was postponed from June 4th to June 11th. And we just got finished watching it live and we're ready to share our thoughts on this extremely special episode of Console Conversations. This episode is going to be one of the best episodes we've had yet. It's going to ha be much more high quality and it's going to be a great way to finish off console conversations before our first hiatus. So we get a beautiful intro first showing a retrospective of PlayStation and some really nice CGI of the symbols of PlayStation. Then we get a great action-packed fast-paced montage with some of the best PlayStation 4 games. And I thought this was a very good way to start off the conference, but I don't know what you thought, Hayden. Uh, I think it was very nice. It, it kind of showed, like, all of the game series that have kind of um, come up in the PlayStation 4 era. Yeah, did a great job of showing us the best PlayStation 4 games out there. And, uh, yeah, it was extremely well edited, not boring whatsoever, and then we knew, yeah, this press conference seemed to be pretty awesome. And we're gonna do something a bit different here. Uh, I know nothing about this next game, which is a update to Grand Theft Auto V, so I don't have any thoughts to share. So, Hayden, you can take it away. What did you think of this first game reveal? Well, it looks nice, but I don't think it's just an update. Like, it, well, it is an update, but I think it's like on the, it's like an extended version on the PS, um, the PS5, which is interesting. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, my only thing I have to really share about this is, I think this is going to be divisive because I think a lot of people are going to be really happy about this and fine or fine with it. And then there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be really mad that they didn't get Grand Theft Auto 6. But, um, you know, people are still enjoying the fifth game and adding just some new content, I think, is a good way to just to just uh, keep that interest going. So I don't think they definitely needed a new game. But, you know, I think it's nice that of them to add new content for fans of this game. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it looked pretty interesting. Um, and I thought, okay, that's an okay way to open up the press conference with the first game reveal. However, the next reveal made that one look very minuscule to me. And mm. before we get into what that reveal was, which that reveal excited both me and Hayden very much so, 
um, they went on a little tangent about some very nice things. Uh, they talked about how the next generation is very important and how they want to make it unique and they don't want to just make it all cross-platform games, which is the opposite approach to what Microsoft is doing. And I think that PlayStation is definitely taking the right approach with that. So they gave us a couple more little intro things, and then the CEO of all of Sony Interactive Entertainment gives us a little thing about what I just talked about, and he says, this is a great quote, I'll just let the games do the talking, and that right there gave me the, gave me the thought that this conference would show that PS5 is going to whoop the butt of Xbox Series X in every way, because he is just gonna go ahead and show us the games, and that's exactly what they did. They introduced a few games for like five seconds, but they never dwelled on anything. They did an amazing job. It was much shorter than I thought it was gonna be, but that was not a bad thing by any means, because all they did was show game, 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 game. All incredible games, and we get to the first of those incredible games. And we both got some, in, uh, some vibes of infamous at the beginning of this teaser but it was much better than that and right here is the point where i go oh my god it's spider-man i see the webbed mask and i know it's spider-man and i was shocked i could not believe it was spider-man because i thought well insomniac has to be working on a new ratchet and clank which we'll get to later but no, this is a brand new Spider-Man thing. We don't know if it's an expansion well, or a, or an update or free DLC. I think it's an I think it's an expansion because they also have um I think like two or three other expansions for the Spider-Man game already. Yeah, they so have. So it those makes sense DLCs. that this is an expansion, but it yeah. might be like I think an it's expansion be a to the PS4 expansion. version. Well, the yeah. PS4 version. Yeah, like those other DLCs but were like two hour long hours long. I think this will be like kind of like a twenty dollar by itself, and it'll be really long and complicated. So it'll be kind of like a standalone expansion. Um, so that was a great way to start off the conference. They didn't show much, but you play as Miles Morales, and it I seems mean, see to be taking some in influence from. Uh, into the Spider-Verse with the music and some of the visual effects, but it's probably not based off of Into the Spider-Verse entirely. So, I thought that was very interesting. I don't know about you. Yeah, it looked really nice. I mean, yeah. but all, all PS4 games now look really nice. Yeah, uh, you could say it looks really nice about a lot of things, but it looks fun, is what I would say. Yeah, and then it looks and then we reach one of very, very few slow moments. Um, and I understand why these are slow moments uh, have to exist. It's because, you know, you can't appease everybody with every game. So obviously for me and Haydn, we found this game along with a couple others to not be very exciting. And this one is Gran Turismo 7. 
Um, which, you know, that's good for them. I believe Gran Turismo hasn't had a numbered entry for quite a long time. So it's good to see it back. But I, you know, personally, I didn't find this to be very interesting. Uh, and I believe Hayden felt the same way, but I'll, I'll let him elaborate on what he felt about this trailer. Yeah. It looked mm, really, it looked really pretty and yeah. interesting for a racing game. Yeah, and then we got a glimpse into what I think is the user interface and it looks horrible. If that's the user interface for this game, oh my god, it looks like a mobile game. I legitimately thought they were revealing Gran, uh, Gran Turismo 7 and then a mobile Gran Turismo, but no, no I think that's the, the interface for, for uh, Gran Turismo 7, and that's not, that's not a good interface. It, it, it just looks really cheap. Uh, and we got some extended gameplay, and yeah, like Hayden said, the graphics are really good, like, especially the light shining off the cars is very realistic, and, uh, I, I think it looks nice, it's just, you know, I didn't really make me all too happy, to be quite honest, um, but, you know, uh, I'm sure that people were really happy about this announcement, but, you know, Regardless, Gran Turismo is Gran Turismo. We'll just let it be right there. It was one of the, again, one of the very, very few low points and boring segments. But it was still, you know, a good graphical showcase, I believe. And then, you know, it, it was finally done. I thought it could have gone for on a little bit less. But then we get yet another game, and I freaked out. This is Ratchet and Clank 2, or as it's actually known, Ratchet and Clank something Rift. Rift and Rift, Rift, Rift. I think rift, it's rift. rift Apart or something. Yeah. So... I, I mean, what do you want me to say? I love Ratchet and Clank. I, I love almost every game in the series. This game looks awesome. You can travel between different dimensional rifts. The graphics look incredible. They're going to have some, like, segments where you can ride on things. And the, uh, the idea of switching between these different dimensions at whim is going to take this series, which had so many creative ideas before, into the next level. This game looks like it's going to be, and when I saw this, I that's the moment I said, the PS5 is worth it. The PS5, I'm going to be a PS5 fan. I'm gonna love the PS5 and I'm gonna buy that PS5. And I'm right about that, at least for me. You might not buy that. But this single game is enough to convince me to get a PS5 because I love Ratchet and Clank so much. I don't ask much from Sony in this press conference, but they sure did give me much. They gave me everything I could want and a thousand times more. And Ratchet and Clank and the Spider-Man expansion and a, and a certain other game all proved to me that the PS5 would be great. And they were all examples 
of a great console launch. And Rift Apart, the new Ratchet and Clank, we didn't get a release date. But if it's a launch title, Sony, you've done it. You've officially bested the Xbox Series X. The Xbox Series X is going to have Halo, which is going to be on Xbox One and probably PCs. Ratchet and Clank is going to be on PS5 only. And if it's a launch title, I will lose my mind. It'll be amazing. So I, I'm so excited, obviously. But Hayden, I'll let you say what you thought of this new Ratchet and Clank game. Um, it looked pretty interesting. It looked like a Ratchet and Clank game. It looked really nice, and it looked interest interesting third per person shooter. Yeah, I just think they're gonna do so much, and they actually gave us some extended gameplay. You're able to pull rifts out towards you. You're able. Oh, it's more like you're pulling yourself towards rifts. Well, yeah, you can like pull up these dimensional bridges, sort of, um, and. The, the graphics, the level of detail, everything in this world. Like, the PS4 game, you know, you had a couple of amazing details. This one, it's it's literally in a live world. Every single enemy, every uh, NPC, every uh, monitor, every part of a building you're in is going to be moving and animating and changing color based on the sun. It's it's incredible, the level of detail and the the aiming looks real nice like the aiming looks like it's gonna be really well done and similar to the last of us 2 you know the uh, the other ones have good aiming but yeah these this just looks blissful and you're able to just travel all around fighting these different monsters and the weapons they showed off were really creative the enemies are all gonna have different weapons just like you um so yeah I think it's going to be extremely unique. I thought that the, uh, and I believe, I think I said this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Hayden, I think I said this while we were watching this live, the the, yeah. P, the other, P, the PS4 game uh, was amazing, but it felt like it had so much more potential than it was. It felt like with that engine... They could do much more, and I thought a sequel would be perfect. And they took that engine, and they said, No, that engine is weak. We're going to take that engine and make it better than ever. And I'm like, alright, because this just looks awesome. It looks super fun, super addicting, so many new moves to pull off. And like I said, so much detail. A much, a much more advanced HUD. Uh, it just looks really, really nice overall and like i said we didn't get a release date but you know if it's a launch title that'd be pretty nice but you know just an amazing little showcase and then we got a transition with the shapes and i'm gonna say it right now this happens a lot so get used to it uh yeah it, it they do a lot of those transitions uh and then we got a new Square Enix game, and I'm not a huge fan of Square Enix games, usually because they make JRPGs, which, if you know me, you know I don't really care for RPGs, um, but this one is different. First of all, the dust effects look great, and you're hunting evil dogs, 
Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting that from Square Enix, but it looks pretty neat. You're able to control all these things. And I don't know about you, Hayden, but I thought it looked similar to Hellblade. And mm -hmm. it had a weird name, Project Athea. And my theory is that that's a working title. But I don't know what you think. I mean, I think it's a working title. I don't really think it's a the the uh, finished title. Hmm. I mean, maybe. It could just be the finished title. Yeah. I just assumed that because of, it has Project in its name. So, you know, that game looked interesting. We barely got any info. And then we get a new game. And what was this? And I'm going to make a terrible pun here, but it's made by Anna Perna. Anna Perna. Because you play as a cat in this game, going around a town filled with, uh, homeless robots? Um, what? <laughs> um, I don't really have much to say about this one, but I'm just gonna put this out there. It looks weird. And I don't know what you think, Hayden, but I think it looked weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never played a game where you're in a post-apocalyptic city with homeless uh, robots on the streets who are miserable, and you play as a cat. Again, I emphasize, you play as a cat. I've never played a game where you play as a cat, let alone one in a city filled with robots who are homeless. And from what we can see, there are signs saying no cats allowed, so I'm assuming this is some kind of weird dimension. Where mm. robots are humans and cats are, like, robots or animals or something. We know nothing about this game, but Stray looks odd. However, kind of interesting. It all depends on how the gameplay functions, and that one comes out in 2021. So already, with Ratchet and Clank, a Spider-Man thing, and a couple new IPs, I was already on board. Like I said, when they revealed Ratchet and Clank. But, no! Sony said, that's not good enough. We're gonna give you way more. So then, we get some really neat transitions showing us different uh, technological features, like the SSD, the 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray player, uh, and the ray tracing. So, you know, it all flew together really well. These animations are high quality. And they just did a great job planning this event out, and they gave us a look into the controller, they gave us some really neat animations, and yeah, these were, I mean, they went on a bit long, but I think that they did a good job of showing off how the controller and is going to feel and how advanced the technology is, it's going to have a built-in microphone, and luckily, a headphone jack, the console will have 3D audio, which I've never used personally, but seems neat. That's all I can really say about that. Uh, and then you got another transition. Another one. And we get a bit more insight into, I believe, a new game. 
So, you know, these talking sections aren't extremely frequent, especially compared to the Xbox One, where, like, half of the game's got, like, five minutes of just blabbering on from what I can remember. But, you know, this was already a great press conference, in my opinion. I, I mean, I don't know what time you became on board, Hayden, but within the cup first couple minutes, I was on board with the PS5. Yeah, me too. It looked really nice. Yeah. Like the games. It was pretty the games looked really fun. Yeah. Um, so we got another new game and this was one that seems odd. It's it's called Returnal, I believe. And you crash land on this weird planet in your spaceship, and you just mess around there? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, this game is so extremely weird. I, it, it's not as weird as, like, Stray or something, but it looks like a horror game, it looks like an action game, it looks like a flying game, it looks like all kinds of different genres. So I was confused, but I don't know if you could make anything out of this trailer, Hayden. Yeah, it looked... It, it was interesting. It kind of seems like, um... Um, you're... You're in kind of like a loop where you're trying to... Because every time the world changes, so it, it seems kind of like there's multiple loops, and every time you die in the world, you go into a different world. Seems that might, yeah, that might happen, and that that and that sounds like a similar premise to another game that we'll be talking about much later. But yeah, it looks like a neat first first person shooter with horror elements, and uh, third person shooter with horror elements and action elements, and all kinds of stuff. So it looks. It looks neat, just not very straightforward. <laughs> like, yes, there are going to be some shooting elements, but it just kind of looked odd, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, so yeah, uh, Returnal looks neat, and that's really all we can say, because even though they showed us more than most of the games were shown, it was pretty, pretty odd, and you know... Not a very normal game, but that's totally fine. In fact, I think that might lend to how unique it is. And then we got a game from Sumo Digital. And from that, from this shot with the tiger outfit, I knew it's a Little Big Planet game. And I thought Little Big Planet 4. No, it's better than that in my opinion, because I like it's the Little Sack Big Boy's Planet. Adventure. Yeah, I like the Little Big Planet thing, but I wanted it to be 3D platformer. I thought they could do so much more. And look what they did. They made it a 3D platformer full of charm, imagination, great, beautiful graphics, tons of unique little areas and hiding spots to go in and find things, and a lot of new mechanics, which is what I thought they could do if they had a, a 3D entry, so they, yeah, they definitely delivered, and I 
Sumo Digital, I think they did a good job with three, but a lot of people dismissed them and considered that the fr and thought that the franchise would be dead because three had a lot of glitches, even though it was a perfectly fine game. But I think this will redeem them and think a lot of people will give them way more credit after this game comes out because it seems to be so unique and colorful and just full of so much character that, I yeah, I really think it's going to work well. And if it has the make the uh, level creator at, uh, at, like the other games have, but in 3D, wow, that'll be an innovative thing. That would be really neat. So I thought this was cool. Um, and I don't know what you thought of this, but I thought it looked really neat. Yeah, me too. So... Sackboy, A Big Adventure, is going to come to the PS5 eventually. I don't believe we got a release date. And I think it was, like, 2021 or 2020. It might it was, be, oh, yeah. I think it was, like, holiday 20. Yeah, and then we got another game. And when I first saw this, I was very weirded out. And I don't have much to say. But when we watched this live, Haydn had quite a bit to say, so I'll let him take the floor about this game. Which game? It's the it's a demolition derby game with oh, extremely yeah. odd yes. characters. So, um, yeah, like it's it's just a demolition game, but seeing as that during the thing it looked like there were people running around in the demolition, so it might be that you might be it might be like people versus demolition cars maybe and there's like a group of people and then a group of demolition cars and you have a group of people on a group with demolition cars and the same for the other team and you have to take all out all the people but you um you have to take out all the people but the demolition cars are protecting you that might be um part of it yeah i think that'd be a really interesting way to kind of revamp that genre and give it a lot more uh unique tropes because it's getting a little i think the demolition genre kind of went into the shadows but this game looks to have some new mechanics that might bring that that uh genre of games back into the spotlight so yeah i think it could do pretty good um i do have one thing i thought the characters look kind of odd and obnoxious sometimes and the name is destruction all stars okay that's hmm. a that's a okay that's a weird really really odd name for some reason i don't know why but i feel like it's a kind of a bad name for it even hmm. though it it doesn't seem like that bad of a name but if you think it's a good name that's fine I'm probably just going mentally insane. Um, but, you know, whatever. Then we got another trailer because, you know, Sony just can't stop with these great games. And, oh my god, I like this game. This game looks really, really nice. Like, remember how in the second episode of this season I said during the Xbox presentation that Call of the Sea was the game that showed me how advanced next-gen consoles were. Well, this was the game that did that for me for the PlayStation 5. It looks like an animated movie, and I love that. 
Uh, yeah. Those movies are so unique and creative. And it reminds me of this movie called, like, I think Kubo that came out a couple years ago. That was a great movie. Really, really great um, animated movie. And it reminds me of that because, you know, you're going on this long adventure uh, with that same kind of art style of the claymation-y but CGI-esque style. And the graphics are just, oh my god, it blew my mind. These look so good. And the gameplay, you know, we've said, oh, each game here always, all of the games we've talked about look good. That's not necessarily special. But this game looks, first off, looks better than anything else that I saw in this segment of the conference. Uh, and the gameplay looks so fun. It looks kind of like an open world game, but it might be a linear game, which is fine. But you're traveling around a forest fighting these big monsters with, it's it's kind of reminding me of like a combination of like Ghost of Tsushima and Horizon, which is which is really good. Uh, but you know, you're fighting all these monsters in the forest to save these tiny little creatures, and it's just adorable. And it's called Kina Bridge of Spirits, and it looks really neat. I'm pretty sure it might be uh, exclusive because they didn't really show that many games that weren't exclusives. But if it's not, that's fine because I'll still buy it because it still looks great. It it was probably one of the best games they showed off at the conference that I did not expect whatsoever. And then we got a game I didn't really find that interesting. It's some weird game with animated dinosaurs and I know I don't really care about this. That's all I gotta say, so Haydn, if you have any opinion, please feel free to share. Not really. It looked kind of weird, but we still haven't seen gameplay, and it does come out in two years, so... Yeah, I think, yeah, I think this did, was announced for 20, either 2022 or 2021. And that makes sense why they didn't show us gameplay if it's coming out in 2022, but I don't understand... I, I have not the space, I, I, I don't have the vaguest idea of how they could make this a game. <laughs> like, is it gonna be some weird rhythm game or music game or is it gonna be like some kind of visual novel type game? I have no idea. Maybe it's an adventure game. But I will say one thing the art style was neat. But other than that. I didn't really care for it. I thought it was... Didn't really show much, but that's fine. I would not consider this a slow moment of the event. Uh, there weren't many of those. So, Sony did a really good job. But, regardless, even though that wasn't very slow, it just wasn't very interesting either, you know. And then... I did not see this coming, even though it said Oddworld Inhabitants under the guy's name. But this guy talked for a bit and led us into a new game in the Oddworld series. Which is a series I know nothing about, other than people consider the PS1 games to be some of the greatest games of all time. Some of my favorite YouTubers, such as Kadikarus, consider it to be like their fit either 
their second or first favorite game of all time. People love the Odd World games with the character Abe and his uh, little alien race that have been oppressed. And it's a very dark uh, series. It's it deals with death. So if you're gonna be if you're not in the mood to be disturbed, I'd suggest closing your eyes or skipping through this. So we get a glimpse into how action-packed this is gonna be. We see really really nice environments and being a 2D platformer, that's a little less complex than a 3D platformer or an open world game. Wow, they're going to be able to do a lot of visual effects, and they already are. The cutscenes, oh my god, this looks incredible. Like, the, the gameplay looks very fast-paced and fun. It reminds me kind of like Ori, but a bit darker and like a labyrinth sort of thing. Like, it's like Ori and uh, Shadow Complex uh, as well. So, you know, those two games are great. So, kudos to them, you know. For having that game in there. So, Oddworld Soulstorm is going to come out for the PS5. And it looks great. That game just looks really, really nice. And I just, I thought, I thought it was great. Uh, so we got a bit more talking sections. But, you know, that's fine. And this led into a game I thought was really weird. Like, really, really weird. And that was Ghostwire Tokyo? What? <laughs> um, so I don't really, you, I don't really know your opinions on this, Hayden, so I, I have no idea what you think of this game, but, uh, what did you think of Ghostwire Tokyo? Because I thought it looked pretty weird. Yeah, it looked weird, but the action looks pretty interesting. Yeah. And I don't know why there was an Eiffel Tower there. Maybe there was an Eiffel Tower in Tokyo, like a thing, I don't know. Okay. Or maybe it's just a building I just misunderstood to look like a, the Eiffel Tower. Well, yeah, I saw it too. So I think what my theory is it's going to be combining a bunch of cities, including Tokyo. But that's just my wild guess. I'm I don't I don't really know. Um But anyway, Ghostwire Tokyo, I believe, is based on an anime. But that's fine. That's alright. Because look at that. That is really cool, action-packed gameplay. It's pretty creepy and violent, but it looks to be very interesting with its mechanics. You have all kinds of powers to defeat your enemies. You can really just go on and on and on. It seems like the kind, it seems kind of like, it reminds me of Titanfall 2, where you're just constantly moving and using all these different tricks. And it looks like the PS5 version of that Vampire Masquerade game, where it's a first person game where you have special little powers. So, you know, it it looks pretty cool. I believe it's based off an anime. I'm not completely sure about that. But it it looks neat. Um it it looks all right. Uh and I just think the action if they're able to make it fast-paced and addicting, I'll I'll be happy about that. I I'll like that. Um so then we got Yet another transition. 
But I'm fine with these transitions because we got some great game reveals. And personally, I thought this was not one of them. And this was a game where you're in a spaceship or something. I don't care at all about this game. I could not care much less unless it was like an anime RPG. If if that was the case, then I'd care less. But it seems interesting. But to me, I don't care. It's some kind of spaceship game about like and with a uh, black and white aesthetic, which I think looks horrible. And here's something that I have to admit, and this is the only thing I have in common with Homer Simpson. When I look at something that's completely black and white for too long, it messes with my head because I'm so used to color that when I see something like this where it's so desaturated, I it messes with my brain. Like, I just don't want to look at that. It hurts my eyes. It hurts my head. And that's probably why I'm not giving this game a fair chance. And I'm sorry. If you think this game looks great, good for you. But I didn't. And I don't know what you thought about this, Hayden, but I just didn't really care. Yeah. It was... Um, yeah, I get that. The spaceship one. Are you talking about the spaceship one? Yeah, Jet. Yeah, it was... uh, I don't know about this game. I mean, it looked interesting. It looks kind of open world. I just don't know what it's exactly about. Like, yeah. If yeah. I knew what it was about, it seemed more interesting. I probably wouldn't buy it because it doesn't it's not like the type mm-hmm. of game that I like. Yeah, if it was like ten dollars and people were saying it was really good, then I might pick it up. But I wouldn't buy it for sixty bucks and I wouldn't buy it unless people said it was really good because it seems like a game for a very niche demographic. That was one of the slow moments of the show. Uh, there were only about three. And then we got Godfall, and I don't want to buy this game, but it looks fun. Oh boy, does it look real fun. It, it's just not my kind of game, because there's, you know, Destiny, which is, uh, it's a good game. It, it's fun, but I'm just not able to get addicted to it, so I don't play it that much. And But Hayden, I know that you like Destiny. So I want to know what you thought of Godfall, because it's basically just Destiny with a bit more polish and with slasher weapons and swords and hammers instead of guns. So I don't know what you thought about it. It looked pretty interesting. Um, It... The slasher part, I'm not... I don't really like slashers, but it looks like a fun game. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, me personally, I've never played a slasher game because it's a pretty niche genre. But I'll tell you one thing I like slasher movies, but this does not look like a slasher movie. It looks like a, a shooter, but without guns. Um, you know, maybe if they made a Halloween game where you played as Michael Myers, that'd be pretty neat. But I'm getting ahead of myself. That has nothing to do with Godfall. But, you know, we got a bit more insight. That was one of the very, very few games we got that 
we already knew about. Um, and then we got a really odd game. I don't have much to say about this one, but it looks cool, and it's, I can't really comment on it, it's kind of seems like a skate game, or like a rollerblade game with platforming elements, and you're traveling between black holes and everything, I don't know, I have no idea, the character design is neat, the art style is neat, and from what we've seen of the gameplay, it's all, it's all, all right. But, I don't know, like, Hayden, I have no idea what to, else to say about this game. But you were pretty opinionated about it when we saw this live. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot the game. Which one is it? I believe it's the one where you got really mad that they were going into black holes. Oh yeah. Well, it, it's it's um it's funny because it's like it, it doesn't seem possible to be that close to a black hole, but the game looked um pretty. It's um it looked like a platformer um action adventure game, which yeah. is an interesting uh, type of game. So yeah. So, Solar Ash comes out in 2021, and it looks alright. I don't know much about it, though. Nobody really does. Um, then we got Hitman 3. Um, I've never played a Hitman game. Uh, I believe you have, but... Well, no, well, I haven't, but I've watched videos on Hitman 2, and it looks... Uh, Hitman 2 seems like a fun game, so I think if they build on that and make it even, like, greater i think it could be a really good game yeah and i'll I'll say one thing the detail on the character's faces is really well done um uh and hitman looks like an interesting series i'm just never played it the only one i played is a mobile game uh that you have to pay for but i got it for free just because you know it was the only interesting game for one dollar that i could get for free with a coupon but you know that's the only hitman game i've ever played but it seems alright, um, just not super interesting to me, and it's not a series I know a lot about, but, you know, cool logo, nice graphics, and I'm sure for fans, that was a very good moment, just, I didn't really know much, and it comes out basically right after the PS5 will launch, about a month to two months after it launches from, you know, what would make sense is November, December launch, but almost a launch title, just barely off, but, you know, seems like a cool game for fans of the Hitman series, and here's the part I found to be, we both found actually, to be misleading, this is the only misleading part, like with the Xbox Series X, they said they were going to show gameplay, they barely showed gameplay, and looking back on it, I, I originally thought it was pretty neat, but looking back on it, now realizing that they showed barely any exclusives and they barely showed a gameplay, I got really mad, and this was the basically the only game where they said they were going to show gameplay, and they did not do that whatsoever. Um, yeah, they just showed, like, cutscenes, and that's dumb. Like, if you're going to show gameplay, show gameplay. If not, 
Why did you say you were going to show gameplay and then you literally showed a cutscene? That was not gameplay whatsoever. That was not a single second of gameplay. But regardless, I'm getting ahead of myself. I barely even know about this game. I'm not gonna- I'm not very mad about that. It's just odd. Then we got sort of what I believe to be a glimpse into the startup screen, which looks awesome. Um, I'm a bit aw weirded out that they didn't show us the full thing, but I think they did that as a little hidden thing in there, just to kind of get us excited. And then they showed us a new Astrobot game. I've never played Astrobot because I don't have PSVR, but uh, it's think... like a really colorful and nice little platformer. I think it's like um, a build of the PS, uh, the playroom. So it's like the, the playroom, the main characters were Astrobots, but it was kind of like you just played with Astrobot. But since um, um, now they're just making a platform based on Astrobot, which is a really cool thing because, like, well, they playroom did do that on like, PSVR. Yeah. But yeah, Astro's playroom looks neat. Um, I think it'll be a really good family game, along with Sackboy's Adventure um, for the PS5. So yeah, that was that. That's a good game to have on there. Uh, the as the original Astro Ball looks like a very colorful platformer, and it's the closest you're gonna get to Mario on the system. And then we got a game I that blew my mind because I'm like, what is this? And it seems to be like Dark Souls. Except actually interesting. And I would actually describe it now that I think about it more of Monster Hunter. It's basically cartoony Monster Hunter with a very nice art style that reminds me of Tearaway. Um, it's brutal. It looks to be very dark and horrifying. But it has really colorful visuals. And the monsters look really unique. The character detail is amazing. Like, this is the game that showed off how fluently they can move. The animation is so smooth. So many frames, you know. They're moving around very meticulously crafted. You're hunting all these animals in these beautiful environments. It looks like a really nice-looking game. But for some reason, there's a parallel universe with an old man in a little town. And that was what made me, that that was what blew my mind, because I was like, what? <laughs> so, it seems to be a comedy on one hand, and then on the other hand, it's a dark monster hunter type game with a lot of tragedy, and still some cartoony stuff within that part of the game, but there's a whole part that seems to just be funny, you know, the old guy's taking a bath, you know, he's just walking around town, just having a fun time, and then this guy's getting attacked by a giant hell demon, and has to, has to kill it with a, with a sword and a gun, so, you know, it just looks, it looks fun, but I have no idea how it's gonna work, just like that animated game from before, and Little Devil Inside is the name, and it looks okay, I think it looks neat, but just depends on how they get the gameplay to work. But it seems like the gameplay is going to work well. So, then we have another transition, and we get into what I consider the final slow moment of the event, and the worst of all of them. I know people like these games, but I do not, and even if you do, you have to admit, why did they put this in the press conference? 
I'm not mad about it, because they put Madden 21 for, like, 20 minutes in the Xbox conference. That's way worse. But this one was NBA 2K21, and the graphics look good. But, really, I'm getting sick of any showcases of sports games, not just because I don't like those games. It's fine if you do. But because they come out every year. If there's a series that only that's a sports game that only comes out every once in a while, and it would be exciting, fine. If not, let these games come out in their own little press conferences or trailers later down the line. That's fine, because then people know that's what's going to be announced, and people who don't care about the game can know to stay away from it. People who do care know to watch it. But it was fine. It was like two minutes so, whatever, it was the worst moment of the press conference, and if it's a two-minute basketball game, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine in my book, especially compared to what they did at the Xbox conference. But, then, we got another game. Bug Snacks. And, I'm not even going to comment on this one. It's so weird. So, Haydn... You had some opinions about bug snacks when we talked earlier. Yeah. So you can take the show away because I did not. I don't know what to think of this game. Um. Yeah, it looked. It's interesting. Like it looked kind of weird. But then during the trailer, I saw that it was from the careers of Octodad, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So. It's probably, I wonder if it's going to be another physics simulator, like Octodad was, or if it's going to be like, um, like you're trying to, I wonder what type of game it is. Yeah, Like me too. Yeah. It's, uh, from, in my opinion, I think it'd be neat, From and from the little that they showed us, I think it's a game where you take... Uh, the you're playing as all kinds of different bug snacks, and then, but you, one of somebody's trying to hunt you, or you're trying to hunt them. So I think it's gonna be like you're a predator or you're a prey in different scenarios all the time, and that seems pretty neat. And whenever, also whenever characters eat the bug snacks, part of them transforms into it, and like a um. That's really weird, but it seems like a cute little game. I, I, I like the design of bug snacks, of the bug snacks. I think they're creative, but yeah, this is either going to be a game with gameplay so awesome and cool that I'm really going to want to get that game, or it's going to be a game that just does not appeal to me at all, and I will not. I don't really think I'm going to be able to get be indifferent, and I believe this is a launch title, so... You know, a lot of these games that they showed were launch titles, and that's good. Um, so, at this point, I was getting worried. Uh, I was worried that they wouldn't show us the console, and I was worried that they wouldn't show us Horizon 2. And, let me be clear, because I know you're probably going to go down in the comments and be like, Well, you already got Ratchet and Clank, why are you complaining? And I'm not complaining, I was just saying I wanted those things as well. And... I wasn't going to be disappointed or angry if they didn't happen. I was just wanted them to happen regardless. But if they didn't happen, I'd be fine. And then I thought this was going to be the final trailer. No, it was far from that. But people got 
very excited for this already. People were expecting this, but people are still excited. And I know some Dark Souls fans, and they'll be very pleased to know that Blue Point is going to be remaking from the ground up Demon's Souls, which was the basically the precursor to Dark Souls. And when I first saw this, I was think I had a slight hint of imagination. Maybe it's Horizon, but don't keep your hopes up because the universe will turn against you. And as soon as I saw this shot with the people by the shore. I thought, oh, it's Elden Ring, and no, it's similar, but it's not, because it's from software game being completely redone from the ground up, I believe, like they did with Dark Souls Remastered, but I think that might have been from software still, but this one is a complete remake of Demon's Souls, and I didn't really know until they showed the night, and I had a vague idea, but then I didn't really come up with the title I was still trying to find out because I don't know much about From Software. And then they showed the title along with a bunch of cool little imagery. And I'm you you can tell I'm not really saying that much about the game because I've never played a From Software game and I don't really want to as of right now. However, I'll give them credit, the graphics look stunning. Uh and especially since it's just a remake, you know, remakes don't always sh push the limits of a console. They just show how much better the game can look. But this one looks like it's going to do both. So that's really good to know. And I, again, I thought that was the last that we would be seeing. Because they said that they were nearing the end. And I was wrong. Uh, we got a bit more of the blah 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 talking stuff. But, you know, that's fine, because again, like I said, we got so much new information, new games that look great. I don't really feel angry that they had a couple of these small talking scenes. And again, they were very small, didn't take place for that long. And this game looks really neat. It's called Deathloop. And sim and this is what I, this is what I said was similar to what Hyde was talking about with Returnal. Uh, Deathloop is a Bethesda game, uh, except not Bethesda, because, you know, if it was a Bethesda game, it'd probably not be good. It's actually made by Arcane under Bethesda's supervision, and it looks great. It's like an endurance game where you have to go as long as you can, and you're repeating a cycle, and it's a f it looks like a really fun first-person shooter. I don't have a ton of new information to add, but, uh, Hayden, if you if you want to give some more information on this Deathloop game, because it looks really neat, I'm just not able to really explain much more than that. Um, it looks pretty cool. Um, seeing as how you're able to play as the other assassin, it might be a multiplayer game where you're trying to kill the other person, like like you're um. trying to kill all the targets and the other person before um before the time goes up i didn't even think of that but that would be amazing yeah if they had a multi uh, couch co-op or online play that'd be great because you know playstation consoles have never really been a huge fan of couch co-op ever since the ps3 but this game could turn that around this game could be a great co-op game it looks it looks so fun to play 
single player, but yeah, you're right, if you get, like, a bunch of friends together and play this in multiplayer, that'd be so fun, like a hide-and-seek mode where you're trying to hunt each other down, I think with how this game is designed around that, it could easily do that. I've liked that kind of mode in games because they always are always kind of fun. They they just create a fun multiplayer experience, but they've never been built around it. This game would easily be able to have the best hide-and-seek type multiplayer mode of any game because it's designed around it. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. It, it, it would definitely be able to do well with that, I didn't even think of that, but, you know, there's another assassin hunting you down, and you have to defeat all these little puppet guys, and hunt down these eight, uh, villains before midnight, and you're repeating this loop over and over, so it looks really creative, uh, I like the aesthetic of kind of like that, you know, the 1960s-esque, uh, James Bond animation type thing, uh, it, it's just really neat, uh, reminds you of, like, old animations, but combined with, like, spy films, and I like the pun they do here, if at first you su don't succeed, die, die again, that's clever, every little bit of this game looks neat, and like you said, Hayden, I think it'll be even better if it has a fleshed yeah. out co-op mode, that would not only make it much more replayable, but also add a lot more creativity to the game, which is something it already has in spades from what we've seen. But regardless, just looks real neat. So Deathloop is a game I would definitely not pass up on checking out. And then I was a bit worried, again, because, you know, it was almost an hour. Uh, I thought it was going to be over, no Horizon, no console, but, you know, I didn't need to worry. And then this next game made me go literally insane. I thought, at first, I was so bored, because they were reading some weird fairy tale thing, and I was bored. Because, you know, there are a ton of horror movies based on, oh, it's a fairy tale, like, um... Gretel, Hansel and Gretel, which is a great story, I love that story, I love, uh, the, the, uh, Brothers Grimm stories, but, it, no, <laughs> I just don't like how every movie has to be based on that now, and I was thinking, oh, this is just gonna be a horror game with those tropes, and I was getting kind of annoyed by that, but no, it's not that, it's something that surprised me so much, and I am absolutely shocked that they did such a surprise reveal. I had no idea this was what it was, and as you started to see more of the action scenes, I was like, okay, this will be a good horror game, just still not a game I'm interested in, and by the end, I was feeling that same way, uh, but you're fighting werewolves? And so I was like, oh, a werewolf horror game, that's a unique idea, but I don't really like horror games that much, especially survival horror, so I wouldn't really play that still, even though that's a very unique idea. But no, uh, because we get a few more shots of a, and the town looks really neat, I'll give them that, the character design and the design of the town looks nice, but what shocked what shocked me and put me in a state of incredible awe was the fact 
that this game was called Village. And that might not seem very shocking at first, but Village was the rumored name or subtitle for a certain game. I don't know uh, what if you know about it, but it's called Resident Evil 8. I saw Village and I thought, oh, that'll be cool. And then I was like, wait a minute. Village, I've heard that before. And then they hit me with Village Resident Evil 8. And the logo is great, just like Resident Evil 7. And this one looks dark, and it's going to really innovate the series, I think. And it's coming out next year in 2021, so it'll it'll have a... I think it'll be neat. Um, you know, Capcom's been working the Resident Evil department very hard, but... 2 and 3, even though they were worked very hard, the 2 and 3 remakes were both great. And they have a 4 remake coming out soon, eventually. And that one will probably be good. And Resident Evil 8 looks not neat, even though I'm not a huge fan. Then we got a game I did not really... This, I know. Like, I don't, I don't understand this one, really. It's probably one of the most forgettable games for me, because at least with the games I didn't really care about, I remembered not caring about them. But this game I just completely forgot about, and it's this weird space game where, like, satellites are crashing or something. And I don't know what you thought about this, but I found it to be forgettable. Yeah. So, like... There's a little girl with a cat, and you're saving them when a satellite crashes. Oh. I, <laughs> I'm just, I I'm, yeah. It, I wonder what that game is going to be about. Yeah, I, I, don't, I have no idea what they're going to do with the premise of that. And there's not much we, want, we really care to say about this one, so we're kind of going to go off on a rant here. But I'm a bit sick of cyberpunk style games like i said in season two episode two there were like five different games where i thought it was cyberpunk 2077 and i know that most of them are unique in some way but i really just don't want sam uh these cyberpunk settings to become overused because you got a million different games trying to use it and sure it's a neat aesthetic but if they use it too much, it's not going to be neat anymore, and I just don't want that to happen. Kind of like how 3D platformers and fighting games and racing games all got oversaturated once they were, uh, uh, and then they stopped kind of coming out when they were popular beforehand. I just don't want that to happen with cyberpunk games, and this game is the first time I've really been worried about that. Um... But it looks, the graphics look neat, but I'm just a bit sick of that aesthetic. And the gameplay looks very weird. Like, very, very, very weird. And then we got, you know, a very neat little transition with the PlayStation logo instead. And that was cool. Um, and I thought... Oh, it's the end of the conference. But then, we got another trailer. And oh my god, I was like, oh, it's Abzu, because they're showing the water. And then, they showed these islands. And I'm like, hey, those look familiar. 
and then they pan over a bit more and they show the ruins they keep going and then it happens a voice kicks in and i immediately knew oh my god that's aloy's voice from horizon zero freaking dawn they're making horizon 2 guys it's going to be the greatest game ever made and i'm so excited and i was I, I i almost choked on air i was so unbelievably happy at that this happened <laughs> i can't even tell you i'm i'm trying to contain my excitement every part of this game looks so beautiful and then they showed the machine they showed aloy and they show the world and i'm like yes please thank you this looks amazing there's apparently some weird odd gross plant growing and destroying things and we get a glimpse into a new machine that's a turtle with an entire freaking island on its back like what what that's awesome and this plant is overgrowing and destroying everything and you're able to travel these vast lands in western america you're able to go and dive underwater which was awesome like dive deep underwater i believe the snap is coming back if not it's going to be a much different uh, version of it there's underwater ruins there's a chinese mythical dragon which came out of left field but it looks awesome they seem to be really embracing how awesome the premise of the first game was and just taking it to the next level you can go along these desert paths you can climb up beautiful mountains with cacti and i believe you can now climb freely like you could in breath of the wild and that's amazing you're traveling all across this beautiful land, and we see silence, and skip up for five seconds a couple times here, but if you don't want spoilers, but I think he's running a cult, and I think he's the bad guy this time. Um, but you're traveling through these forests, and it looks awesome! All kinds of new machines, new, new birds, and it's called Horizon 2 The Forbidden West. And do I need to say more? It's Horizon Zero Dawn 2, guys. I, I, I mean, I wanted Ratchet and Clank or Horizon Zero Dawn 2. And they gave me both and way more. And there's a giant elephant machine, too. Yes, I'm on board. This is awesome. It looks so good. And I cannot wait to play Horizon 2 Forbidden West, and if it is a launch title for the PS5, I'm getting that bundle. You know it. I'm getting the bundle with Horizon Zero Dawn 2 Forbidden West, and oh my god, it looks so good. The graphics look so much better, even though the graphics on the original were so great already. It looks to be so improving so much, so I'm that that was the best part of the conference obviously you if you knew about horizon 2 being announced then you would know that i would probably find that to be the best part of the conference and then you know we get a look at the faces of all these developers and i thought wow they're gonna end it there that's fine i couldn't e i wasn't even thinking about the console because i was so happy that they announced horizon 2 
that I didn't really care if they didn't show the console, and, you know, they should, they didn't need to, they didn't even need to show Horizon 2, all I needed was Ratchet and Clank and those other good-looking, those other games that look good, but no, um, after this nice little transition, where they all come together, all of them through a virtual meeting, and they all say, Welcome to PS5, and it's a really nice little scene. Uh, I like it uh, a lot. Then we get this, and I would, and well, a lot of spheres. Uh, Hayden, you had a lot of comments to make on <laughs> spheres, so I'll let you go first on this scene. Yeah, like, because there was a lot of, um, they had a lot of symbols because of the, the things, it was kind of funny to see all the spears that they had there that wasn't, that was a new shape instead of all the ones that they've been using before. Yeah, they kind of formed to make the four symbols, but we were like, why would they end the show with some symbols instead of that Welcome to PS5 or the Horizon 2 reveal? They have, there has to be something else. And I and we both thought, yeah, it's it's gonna be the console. And as these spheres move around, all around, change colors and start moving faster and faster, as if they're a waterfall, it slows down, and we get to see the PlayStation Five. We get to see the outlines of it. It zooms out. And it plays some really nice music. It's intense, and and it, then it shows the console. Yes, thank you, Sony. That looks really cool. I know there might be people saying that it looks dumb or it just looks like a PC tower, but it looks super sleek, super nice, and I just love the way it's laid out. I I love the console design. I know Hayden loves the console design. And if you don't, well, that's, yeah. that's fine, but we just think it looks so sleek. I think it looks so modern, so cool. Uh, it fits with the controller really well, and it just looks like an awesome machine. I can't wait to get that thing into my house and play on it, because it looks really no, really neat. Uh, it... it like just I can't I can't believe it. It looks way better than I could ever imagine. The patent and the dev kits looked kind of kind of futuristic, but I thought that if that's a final console design, I'm gonna kind of laugh because that looks dumb. No, it looks awesome. The final console design looks real neat. Um, I can't wait. Uh, there's a disc version, also known as the version that I'm gonna get because I cannot just go an all digital lifestyle and then you got the digital edition uh, I the reason is because I, some of my favorite PlayStation 4 games that I would want to play on the PS5 are discs so I would not buy the all digital edition even if it's like a hundred dollars cheaper uh, they also revealed a wireless headset that looks really nice a charging cradle which should come with every purchase and a media remote I'm in my opinion, they should have the charging cradle, they might have the media remote, and I don't think that the headphones will be included, but yeah, it looks really neat. And that's all that they had for us in this PlayStation 5 event. So thank you guys for watching this special episode of Console Conversations. This was, I believe, a great way 
to have one of our last videos before our first hiatus and don't worry this isn't the season finale we got way more videos in this series coming in this season but thank you guys for watching this video about the ps5 event you're awesome if you watch this video make sure to leave a comment like subscribe share and again, leave a comment down below saying any news you want us to talk about, any videos you want to see us do, any series you want to see us do. And again, thank you guys for watching. This event was awesome. It was great to do this episode. And be safe, everybody. Goodbye.